Welcome to Valley 101, a podcast from the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com, where we answer the questions you ask about Metro Phoenix. I'm your host, Kayla White. Today, we're discussing how to keep man's most beloved companion safe while hiking, dogs. It's winter here in Arizona, which means peak hiking season. The weather is beautiful, the landscapes are breathtaking, and you can socially distance in the open air while getting in some good exercise. But if you take your dogs with you, there are some things you need to know. Maybe you're new to the valley and your transplant dog isn't used to the desert terrain. But even if you're a longtime resident, we have some tips for you that you might not know. Producer Taylor Seeley is here to fill you in. My name is Debbie Palestina and I live in North Phoenix. I've lived here in the Valley for five years now. Um, I have three dogs, all German Shepherd rescues, and one is the newest one that I've only had for two months now. Debbie Palestina is, hmm, how shall we say this? Obsessed with her dogs. I think that's fair to say, and for good reason. They are very good dogs and very, very cute. They're all rescues that came from pretty rough situations before Debbie gave them a home. For example, her oldest, Macy. She was the most shy, scared, frightened girl I have ever seen in my life. She wouldn't even look at you in the eye. She wouldn't take a treat. And we just felt so darn sorry for her that like nobody else is gonna adopt this dog. Um, and I said that I, I have to take her. And it's for this reason that Debbie wanted to get Macy trained to help break her out of her shell. So she enrolled Macy in swim lessons. Come on, Macy. Come on. All she wanted to do was get out and get over to me. So she wasn't paying much attention to trying to swim. So that, that was funny, but it, it worked. Finally, they got another German Shepherd. One of the trainers had a German Shepherd. He went in the pool, and then Macy's like, oh, okay, now I get it, and she went in the pool. She's also had scent training. We also did agility classes, which really helped because she was scared of every little piece of agility equipment at first. You know, she wouldn't go through the hoops or look at the bars. And Macy was even enrolled in sheep herding classes. <laughs> I was told that'll build her confidence. But all of this to say, Macy gained confidence and agility, and now when Debbie takes her hiking, along with Macy's siblings Barkley and Wesley, she considers them ultra prepared. They are a well-seasoned hiking crew. They are just like in their happy place when they're out hiking and running around and sniffing and chasing squirrels up trees, or my dogs like to chase lizards on the ground and dig under rocks. In fact, I came across Debbie through a Facebook group for Arizonans who love hiking with their dogs. But she shared with me a story that serves as proof that sometimes circumstances happen that even the most experienced hikers couldn't foresee. I had a situation yesterday which um, was partially dangerous. We were uh, hiking and not another soul on the hike, but then we came across a cow. 
And I thought, oh, it's just one cow. No problem. It'll be interesting to see what my, you know, my dogs do. And I tried to call them back and usually they, they listen very well. Um, but the next thing I know, it wasn't just one cow. There were about seven other cows behind the one cow. Cue the sheep herding training. Macy started herding the cows because she's been to sheep herding classes. So I think that's what she thought she was supposed to do. And Barkley started chasing the cows. And Wesley, I couldn't see at all because he's smaller and I was so worried that he's going to get trampled. And of course, at this point, my dogs that normally listen very well, they're not coming back for the life of them. It's just this whole cow stampede. Dust is flying everywhere, dogs are barking, cows are kicking. I was so freaked out and so worried. Um, finally got them under control and got them back to me. Wesley, the puppy, was the last one that I could get back to me and the cows crossed the trail and stared us down the whole rest of the way. Um, but it was scary. It was scary and it was totally unexpected. I'll be honest, I partially wanted to share this story because it's just really funny and crazy. But the point is, unexpected bumps can always come along. You know, I've had other situations, but I would never have expected a herd of seven or eight cows to just be on the trail and start upsetting and my dogs, my dogs in turn upsetting them. And it, it was it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. So the best thing anyone can do is to prepare. And to help us with that, I'm bringing in another guest. My name is Bretta Nelson, and I am a spokesperson for the Arizona Humane Society. What are the most basic things that people need to know if they are in Arizona and they want to take their dogs on a hike? All right, so hiking safety for our dogs is pretty easy if you know the drill for it. It boils down to five main tips. So number one, definitely research where you're gonna go hiking. Make sure that it is pet friendly. Bretta said researching the hike beforehand helps you better prepare for what wildlife might be present that could pose a risk to your pup. And especially if you're in the valley, there are quite a few trails that prohibit pets. Something Debbie told me that I thought was helpful was to take your dogs to quieter, less populated hikes outside the valley if they're shy. Also, another thing that's really important and only you will know is know your dog's fitness level. Some dogs are, shall we say, more athletic than others. If your pet has any underlying health issues or for the brachiocephalic breeds, those are the breeds that have the short muzzles. Think pugs, French bulldogs, you know, the cute but flat-faced ones. You want to be really careful in the summertime when hiking with your pet uh, because in those short-muzzled breeds, uh, they have a harder time breathing and panting is really the only way that our pets can cool down. They don't sweat like we do. So that also leads into the next thing of making sure you bring plenty of water, not just for you, but for your pet as well. Water is vital, and there are a number of useful tools for pet water storage. I personally have a rubber bowl that flattens when not in use for easy stowaway. My boss, Katie O'Connell, has a water bottle with a bowl that sits on top. 
Uh, the other thing to really take into account is don't assume everyone you meet on a trail is a dog lover. I know that's like so hard to hear, um, but that's also why you want to keep your pet on a leash when you're hiking as well. Oftentimes, short leashes do better than those really long retractable leashes. I can say from personal experience, my grandfather, who loves to hike, will rant for literally 10 to 15 minutes straight when people don't leash their dogs. So please, so he doesn't have a coronary, leash your dogs. Also bring enough treats uh, for your pet if you're gonna be out on a long hike, just as you might bring a granola bar for yourself, you'd wanna have a few treats for your pet to keep them going. So those are the five tips. Research your trail, understand your dog's fitness level, bring water and snacks, and leash your dog. Now, if you want to grab a pen and paper, here's where Bretta lists off some handy items to take on your hike. Poop bags. Because seriously, don't be the person who doesn't clean up after their pet. No one likes that person. Water, portable water dish, treats, obviously the leash and collar they should be wearing, booties in case it is too hot or too cold, and then a pet first aid kit is really nice to have as well. For some really avid hikers too, you might want to invest in a dog carrying harness. That's something that will come in handy if your pet ever gets hurt on a hike and you have to help hike out with them. I asked Bretta how you know when it's appropriate to put the booties on. So we do the seven second rule, and that's where if you cannot place your hand on the pavement for more than seven seconds, you don't want your pet to do the same with their paws. So that's kind of our rule of thumb. Even if you're just stepping out to take your pet to the vet office for an exam and it's the summertime, you still wanna put those booties on. The booties are also very helpful for the very cold temperatures, uh, but again, you're gonna want your pet to practice wearing those, so uh, don't put them on and expect them to be frolicking around right away. So practice in your home, get them used to them before you have them wear it out on a hike. This is the part where I ask, no beg you listeners to send me photos and videos of your dogs wearing booties, being carried in harnesses, hiking, whatever. This will bring me so much joy, and I promise to share them from the Valley 101 Twitter account. I'll leave my email and phone number in the show notes. But back to the subject. I also asked Bretta the most common threats facing dogs on hikes. The first thing she told me, snakes. That was something Debbie told me too. Rattlesnakes are a big issue out here as well. And um, people run across them all the time. So you can imagine dogs must see them even more than we ever know because they're right down, you know, in the ground. So it probably won't surprise you when I tell you that Debbie enrolled Macy in rattlesnake avoidance training. Um, if you at all can, it's important to get your dog's rattlesnake avoidance trained so that they recognize uh, the sound of a rattlesnake and they are trained to leave them alone. To say I aspire to be as good a dog mom as Debbie one day would be the understatement of the year. Now, I will say she sent me a video of the rattlesnake avoidance training and I feel like it is my duty to warn those who are considering it that it can seem a little intense. Trainers like the one Debbie went to use real rattlesnakes. The snakes are muzzled, so it's safe, but still freaky nonetheless. The dogs are taught to learn the scent of the snake. 
and then they're taught negative association to getting close to the snake. That means your dog will wear a shock collar. It's set on the lowest setting possible, and then if and most likely when your dog chooses to get near the snake, the trainer shocks the dog. The dog thus associates pain with snakes and will avoid them in the future. It's not fun to watch, but Debbie said it takes about 15 minutes or less, and in her opinion, it's a small price to pay if it means teaching her dogs to avoid a non-muzzled snake on the trails. Finally, one last warning. Uh, one concern you may not think of is if you do come across a, a pond or a lake or standing water, your pet might be inclined to go take a drink from that water source. Um, and that can carry some parasites and bacteria um, from le leptospirosis, which is something we see in pets. So you want to be really careful of that. That's why you want to make sure um, you bring your own water supply for your pets. Uh, again, the prickers that they can get in their feet from uh, different um, plants and things. And then, of course, there's always some, you know, poisonous plants and things to be aware of as well. So for the most part, I think on Arizona trails, you're going to you're going to be OK. Um, but our pets are very curious. They sniff around a lot. They tend to eat random things that they shouldn't. Um, but by keeping them in that ear and eye shot, you should be able to prevent them from getting into that trouble. We all know you can't prevent your dog from everything. Things happen. You know, like herds of cows interrupting your hike. But another important safeguard is to ensure your dog is properly vaccinated. There are typical annual vaccines that all dogs get, but there are also some vaccines specifically made for dogs whose owners take them out in the wilderness often. Be sure to ask your vet about them. And again, please, I'm begging, tag us in your dog photos and videos. We are at Valley101Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Well, Taylor, thanks for all of that information, even though, as you know, I'm more of a cat person. My cat, maybe, will certainly not be joining me in a hike anytime soon, but I'm glad the dog owners out there have these tips. Yeah, knowing what I know about your cat, maybe, from your Instagram, she does not strike me as the outdoors type. Yeah, no, as I record this, she's actually sleeping next to me, and I should say snoring next to me, under my blanket. She's my little cutie pie, even though she's not adventurous. Well, listeners, that's all we have this week. If you like our show, leave us a written review in your podcast app. Submit your questions to valley101.azcentral.com and share our show with a friend. We'll see you next week.